Isn't who's the guy that played it? Is that Alexander Skarsgård, or am I thinking of the wrong person? Bill. Bill Skarsgård. Are they related? Oh my gosh! Alex, wait, is Alexander Skarsgård? Is that the guy who played Tarzan? (laughs) Are they? Are they related? Hold on. We just got on off another tangent. This okay. Is a new, um, revelation on my phone, Alexander. I scars guard. Okay, definitely runs in the jeans. Wow. Um. Um. Yes, yes his brothers. brothers yeah. Scars guard. They're related. Brothers. Oh my god. They've got another brother named Walter. V a l t e r. How old is he? Is he my age? I don't know. I'm looking. Is he single? Um, wow. What does he look like? Hold on. Um, for those of you listening, if you knew this, I'm so happy for you for knowing this. But if you didn't know this, are you as surprised as I am? Just, I never thought about that. I never put two and two together. Wow. Running in the jeans, baby. Scars guard. Age. Tarzan is it. He's 27. <laughs> That's only three years. What, what does he look like? Okay. Technically two. Ew. Well, uh, no. <laughs> he looks like Bill. He does. He okay. also looks like someone who should play a character in Gossip Girl. <laughs> he looks like he goes to private school. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Family Fiction with Hallie and Carmen. Um, So Hallie's going to be playing a little bit by the ear today because her headphones are dead. (laughs) Yeah, I tried to turn them on and they died, even though I just charged them. So it's it's fine. fine. Everything's fine. fine. Yeah. So she's going to be playing without playback today on headphones. So that'll be so weird to not have headphones. So, if you didn't read the title, then um, we are talking today about popular books we didn't like, and this will be a very controversial episode, and we understand that our opinions are not the opinions of others, so just kind of take them with a grain of salt. Yeah, Yeah. so So basically, basically, disclaimer, like Carmen said, said, this is totally our opinion, everyone has different tastes, everyone has different opinions, so... If by some chance your favorite book of all time is on this list, please do not get mad. It's not an attack towards you. You, It's just that we didn't like this book. So, yeah. Because I know there's some in here, on my list at least, that some people might get a little upset. But we will also be explaining why we don't like these books. So it's not just us saying, I don't like this book end of conversation so we'll be explaining it a little bit um but yeah so we're gonna get to that a little bit later and then we do have a fun game planned i'm I'm so excited um so i guess let's just kind of start out with a bit of a little bit of a catch up yeah what did you do this week well um just just kind of chilling at the house um today um me and my mom decided to take a trip up to Knoxville to take my car to the car wash to get it cleaned because it was covered in glitter from all the dance costumes I've had in there, from all our Christmas shows and from our Nutcracker shows. So it was kind of a mess. And we also decided to take a quick little pit stop at Target to spend the rest of my gift card that I won at Christmas. Because remember the pickle tradition that we started? Oh, yes. So for context on that, we started a new tradition at my house because it was our first Christmas without my Nana. And there's this, like, I guess it's a tradition in Germany. And we're, like, it's either on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day where, like, they hide a pickle in a tree and whoever finds it first, like, gets a prize or whatever. I get, I think that's how that goes. And so my dad, we went to Disney in the Epcot Pavilion. We went in. The, the, the German, German pavilion. pavilion. He, he bought, bought a pickle ornament and we hid it in the tree. And me and Carly had to go find it and I found it and it was like a $40 Target gift card. And so I took it and spent the rest of it on manga. I came out of there with six 
volumes. volumes. Um, well, at least you had a gift card and it wasn't just yeah. like your own money. Yeah. yeah. And, and the, the thing, thing with Target is I don't buy a lot of books there, there but when, when I do, it's stuff I have, their stuff is always on sale. Their, their books are always like marked at like 20% off, which you got books there the other time we went and got like way cheaper. And I got like, gosh, what was it that I got? I got the fourth volume of Kaiju number eight. I got the first three volumes of My Hero Academia, and I got volumes 43 and 44 of Haikyuu, which was really, really nice. And I did an inventory on my manga to see how much I had, and um, I am at a whopping 200, so, oh my, it's an issue. <laughs> yeah, I, so, fun fact, we are recording two weeks ahead of time if y'all don't know that. Um and so our first episode of the podcast last or launched, sorry, launched this week. So that was and very exciting. Um we have some friends hop on and listen. Hallie's mom listened. My dad tried to listen but couldn't find us and that's because he was looking on YouTube. <laughs> so we are not on YouTube. No. So he finally found it, I think. Um, but yeah, this week, I don't Went back to work this week. So Boo. since we're filming this two weeks ahead of time, this is coming right off the New Year's holiday. So I had to go back to work this week after being off for 11 days. It was very sad. I did mourn a little bit. I've, I've not, not even started, started school yet. yet. So here's, here's the, the fun, fun fact, fact about community colleges. colleges. We, we start. start Way, way later, later than, than everybody else. else. My, My sister goes back, back the 9th, I believe. I don't go back until the 17th of January. So it's really nice. And I get done the 5th of May. So community college. Yeah. Enjoy fun, fun, that fun. while it lasts. Work doesn't have a start and stop date. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I had to go back to work this week. So it wasn't too bad. I mean, everybody's kind of coming off the holidays. So everybody was just kind of chilling out. But ready um, to get back into a routine. Yeah, that was the hard thing was I was so used to being out and staying up late and sleeping yeah. in late. And then that first morning of having to get up at 5 a.m. was kind of a shock to the system. Ugh. So it was interesting. 5 a.m. Um, but yeah, so this week I just kind of got back to work. One night I decided impromptu to redo my bookshelves. So that was... Very interesting. Usually I have Hallie come down and help me, but this time, I don't know, I just like was reorganizing a few shelves and got really into it and just ended up reorganizing the whole thing. Um, so there is a video of that on my TikTok if you would like to see. It's a sped up video, but it's on there. Um, How long was the actual video before you like well, sped it up? I put it on time lapse, so I don't know. Oh, okay. I was about to say it was so, probably like hours. But I did cut some things out of the sped up that's on my TikTok because it was just it kind Useless. of was still kind of long, yeah. and I couldn't find a sound to go with it. Mm. That was the big issue. So it's still cut down. But um, I think in total, without the cuts, it was three minutes sped up. <laughs> but it maybe took me a few hours. But also because. It probably wouldn't have taken that long, but I had Dawson's Creek on in the background, and I got distracted a few times. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I, I sometimes can't stand with playing Netflix, Netflix in the background, because, because here's the thing. thing. I was cleaning out my closet a couple weeks ago, and I ha I'm i on my 50 billion three watch of Avatar The Last Airbender, and I just, just caught a glimpse of an episode and just sat there. I watched a whole episode and didn't get anything done. So. Well, so I've never watched Dawson's Creek before. Uh, I watched the first season and then stopped and then never continued. So I went back this time and I rewatched the first season and I'm on season four. So that's, <laughs> I'm hooked now. Um, but I've recently, I haven't watched it in a, in a few days because mm -hmm. I needed something to put on the TV one day that was something I'd already watched and I could just put it on the background while I was doing something. I don't remember what it was. But I had basically just finished a Friends we watched not too long ago. So I didn't really want to do Friends again. 
So I stuck on Gilmore Girls. Oh, of course. And so now I'm watching Gilmore Girls again, but it's fine. Um, there's young Jared Padalecki, so that's nice. Oh, gosh. But I'm fully convinced there are theories out there that it's actually Sam Winchester and that's just his identity he was assuming. Oh, yeah. I'm kind of fully on board with that because there is an episode that I just watched. Chad Michael Murray's in the beginning of the show. Um, and he's like trying to stir Dean. So Jared plays Dean, which is very weird. Um, he plays Dean in Gilmore Girls. And he's talking to Tristan. And Tristan's kind of trying to get him stirred up and trying to get him to fight him. And he says to Tristan, you don't want to fight me. And Tristan says, why not? And he goes, because I will kill you. And I was like, okay, that's Sam Winchester. He's Because the way he says it, too, is almost like, because you don't even know what I can do. You, you don't know, know my story. story. Well, and you never see his family until a little bit later. You do end up meeting his sister and I think his parents, but I don't. I can't remember. But That's a cool theory, though. It's very, like, vague about his family life and his home life. And he, like, just moved there is the story. Plot, Plot twist. twist. It's, it's not, not his real family. 100% is not because his sister, I think, is blonde. And he's... Speaking, Speaking of Dean, Dean um, I'm getting off track here. Because when, when you said Dean... Because Jared, Jared plays Dan, I was thinking back, back to that time we went to the Supernatural Convention in Nashville, and someone was asking a question. It was like either Ryan Reynolds or Ryan Gosling they had to pick. And Jared sent one back that said, Dean Forrester or Dean Winchester. Yeah, and then the couple next to me, I heard the guy go, who's Dean Forrester? And then I watched them look it up on their phone, and I had to fight all of my instincts to lean over and say, Gilmore Girls. <laughs> and there's an episode of Supernatural where I think it's like I know. they're taking How a tour. No, because I feel and like that would they're be. They're talking about the set of Gilmore Girls, and it's like a reference to Jared's, like, yeah, when he when he played Dean. He came back in the year in the life of Gilmore Girls, and he was like, it's like older Jared, like long hair, beard Jared, and it's just weird when he comes back because you're just like, okay, now that's Sam Winchester, that is not yeah. Dean Forster. But Rapunzel here. I did kind of think about that last night. I was thinking about that exact thing last night. And I was like, you know, if I had to answer that question. Sammy is barking in the background and my mother's yelling at him. Yeah. I don't know if my mom's down here or not. She texted me and just said, is your parents home? Oh. She might bring in something. Yeah, she might. Anyways. Um, I thought about that last night and I was like, you know what? I would look at him straight up and say, you know what, Jared, I do have an answer. And I have an explanation for my answer. Immediately, my answer is Dean Winchester. Because Dean Forrester is a lot like Gal Hawthorne. And he has pick-me syndrome. He was a horrible boyfriend to Rory. And Dean Winchester is just so much better. And I would rather, at that point, Sam Winchester. Mm -hmm. But... Yeah, I, I didn't, for the Gilmore Girls fans out there, I did not like Dean Forrester. Some people are going to strongly agree and some people are going to strongly disagree because that fan base is split down the middle. You either liked Dean or you didn't. And I just, he was a horrible boyfriend. To, to I've Rory. seen a few episodes of Gilmore Girls, but I've not watched it all the way through. The only time I've seen it is when you've been up at the house and it's just been on TV and we've just watched it. But I think I'm going to give Gilmore Girls a re. Not a rewatch. I've never seen it before. A watch this year. Please. Please do. Lorelai is my favorite character, but I most embody Rory. Rory literally said in this episode, she has her purse is heavy. And Dean goes, what is in your purse? And she tells him it's a book. And he's like, were you planning on being bored? And she said, I just take one with me everywhere. It's a habit. And I was like, that's me. So she's, I don't know. I just get a personality of Rory. I just get very attracted to, like, older shows like Gilmore Girls and all that stuff. Yeah. I just, yeah. Lorelai is my favorite. Anyways, back on semi-topic. Um, <laughs> but, yes, we did post our first episode went live this week, so that was exciting. Um, if you guys aren't already subscribed to the channel, obviously do so. If you aren't already following our Instagram and TikTok, obviously do so. 
um, because we are posting clips from the episodes on Instagram and TikTok with the video. And so that's the only way you'll see the videos right now because we're not doing YouTube quite yet. Mm -mm. So currently reading. Mine has technically not changed. So again, filming two weeks ahead. So obviously my currently reading when you're listening to this is different than when we recorded it. Um, Last week I said Beyond the One by Tom Felton. That is still what I'm reading, but I'm almost done with it. And then I'm going to be reading Blade Breaker by Victoria Aveyard. Okay. What's your um, And just, just like Carmen said, said, mine has still, still not changed. changed. I'm still on the final, final gambit by Jennifer Lynn Barnes. And um, I am almost, almost I'm almost halfway done. done. And I'm pretty sure that it will get done after it's finished. I'm going to be moving on to, oh gosh, what was it? Among the Beasts and Friars. Among the Beasts and Friars by Ashley Poston. Yes, yes thank you. you. <laughs> I just went back and looked at it. So I'll be reading Among the Beasts and Friars next. And I actually read the back of the book last night because I didn't forgot what it was about. And it sounds pretty good. So I'm really excited to get to it. It's a cute little like fairy tale level yeah. book. Plus it's a, it's a smaller book. So it'll definitely help me get through it. Because sometimes when I read big books, because the final gambit's pretty big, and so it kind of helps that once I get done with the big book to read a smaller book, just to kind of help me refocus, and then we'll start over. Yeah. I will say, so I'm almost done with Beyond the Wand. If you are a Harry Potter fan at all, even if you don't like nonfictions, I suggest reading Tom's book because he tells a lot of being on the film sets and the audition process and he has some like really kind of sweet memories with Robbie Coltrane and Alan Rickman who have both passed. And so I've been enjoying hearing those little stories because, you know, that's Rubius Hagrid and Severus Snape. And yeah, that makes me so sad that they're not here anymore. And so getting to hear the little stories about them is really sweet. And they were Everyone always talks about how those two actors specifically were the nicest people, and they were. Yeah, Alan was the opposite of his character, and Robbie was just like his character. And it, it's, it's those kinds of characters. Because here's the thing: anytime we watch the Harry Potter movies, Alan Rickman always stole the show because he was he would just act so extra as Snape. And He's so dramatic. Exactly, it's the cape flip. His entrances. Katie and I were watching the first two movies, and he comes into the classroom for the first time, and Katie just went, okay. And it was Work. funny. Also, when Katie comes on, by then, hopefully, we'll have watched some more movies. But I'll, I have a note going on my phone that is Katie's Harry Potter thoughts, and it's things that she says while we're watching the movies. And they're so funny. I can vouch for this because she showed me them and I was like, oh, and we'll have to talk about them because it was hilarious. So that was a good time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you're a fan of Harry Potter at all, I definitely suggest it. Super sweet stories. And I like hearing more about his life because I don't, I didn't really know much about him. He even tells about the first time he met Emma Watson and they're oh like gosh. best friends. And I'm convinced they are star-crossed lovers. I am oh, yeah. convinced. They will be married one day. The way they talk about each other. Like, I know they're really friends and they've said that they're not, that they've had crushes on each other. They don't have them anymore. They're just best friends. But just like, I'm just, I, I'm not convinced quite yet. I'm not convinced that they're not going to end up together someday. And, and I, I may pick up Tom Felton's book because, because here's the thing, I don't, I don't read a lot of nonfiction books um, unless one really catches my attention. But, but I feel like books like that, where it talks about memories of, like, auditions and being on the show and all just these really fun stories, those are nonfiction books that I do like. So I may pick it up sooner or later. Well, yeah, I think this what's really interested me. I'd like to read nonfictions here and there. Um, but they have to be about something or someone that I am very interested in. Or, like, Jeanette McCurdy. Her book came out. I'm not really like, I don't keep up with Jeanette McCurdy, but everybody's been talking about that book. And so I've got to read it. So, but yes, very good. Um, Okay. So 
I guess we can go ahead and get into the topic of today's discussion. Popular books that we do not like. And by popular, we are going based off of books that we've seen a lot on our book talk or bookstagram. Um, And this isn't just this year. This is popular books ever, I guess. Um, Would you like to start us off? Why, sure. <laughs> so, spotlight there. The hot seat. This, this, uh, this, this one's really, really going to put me in the hot seat. We'll probably so, have a lot of the same ones. So, this series that I'm about to mention is really going to put me in the hot seat. But this first one that we're going to talk about is From Blood and Ash by Jennifer L. Armentrout. We're starting off strong. She's on the list. See, this is. This, this is, is more, more proof of me and Carmen having, having the exact same taste because, because we read the same, same stuff and sometimes we don't like the same stuff. stuff. It's, it's fun. fun. But, um, see, see here's, here's the thing. thing. I read the first book and I thought it was okay. I was like, okay, I can kind of see where we're going. Second book, all right. It's whatever. And Here's the thing. Props to Carmen, because she actually got farther than me. You, you basically read the third book. You thought I read? I mean skimmed. You skimmed the third book. Well, so I made it the half of the third book, and then I skimmed a little bit, and then I just read the synopsis online, because I was like, I'm not reading this. I... Did, I barely got into the third book. I got to like chapter eight or nine and just said, nope, I'm done. And I dropped it because here's the thing. Didn't Emily, Emily read the whole thing and she was done. I, I give her so much credit. She got so, she got way farther than us. I think, so for me, I loved the first one. The uh, push and pull of Hawk and Poppy, the tension, the I was waiting for there to be more stuff with the Duke, and then he ended up. Mm-hmm. We won't spoil, but some things happened to him, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Thought there would be more there. Um, yeah. So then we moved on. The second one, still that tension was there. I loved it. I thought the second one was very good. And then I started the third one, and the beginning of the third one, the very beginning, like the first few chapters, had me. I was I was on yeah. on the ropes, and then it just hit a dead zone. Yeah, there was nothing happening except for smut. Exactly, and, and that's, that's the, the next thing that I was going to talk to you guys about. about. And this, this is my very controversial opinion. opinion. I, don't I don't like smut. smut. Now here. I, don't like it in heavy doses. Yes, yes that's, that's exactly, exactly what I was going to say. See, See, here's the thing. I like smut scenes when it's important, when it's where it's supposed to be. Front of glass. I don't like it when it's every other chapter, which was what I feel like from Blood and Ash, the only reason it was written was because of smut. Yeah. Because it's so it's so popular right now. And I've seen a lot of other people and a lot of other writers too saying that they're not gonna include smut in their books solely because one, it's not necessary to the plot. Which I feel like some of the scenes in From Blood and Ash, it was absolutely not necessary for the plot. Well, and there's this old I I remember hearing about it on Jane the Virgin, but I've heard it a couple times since. Um so with romance books, which I know this is not romance, I know it's fantasy. Um, but with romance books, one of the things there's a there's a test that romance books get put through, um, that you can put them through that is if you remove all of the smut scenes, does the book still have a plot and how many pages are in that like how many pages are left of the book, basically. And I don't mm-hmm. think the third from Blood Nash book would stand up to that test. No, no way. It would maybe have five chapters. And speaking of plot, here's the thing. If you held a gun to my head and asked me, what is the plot from Blood and Ash? I literally could not tell you because even while I, here's what's really sad. While I was reading it, I still had no idea what was going on because there was no plot. Well, and she's still world building. That's my other issue, is the world building. It's Here's the thing. I One of my biggest pet peeves when it comes to fantasy books especially is if the world building is confusing. If it is confusing, I am not going to enjoy it. 
because I want something that's going to be, yeah, it's intriguing, but it's not making me feel like I'm stupid because I can't understand it. Yeah. And one of my issues was she would work. She would basically, her world building for me was basically like info dumping. There would be like whole paragraphs of just world building. And once you would think, oh, this is what's going on. I feel like she would change it. Well, and I've said this before, her world building never felt like she was giving it to you to explain the plot. It always felt like it was being given to cover up plot holes. Yes. And to keep from there being plot holes. It felt like it was just cover. It never felt like, because I really like, yeah, a lot of it was like history stuff. And like, I don't care about the history. Like, that's one of my book pet peeves is I don't like a lot of background history. Yeah. Unless it's just like short to the point and giving me the necessary, giving me more to the story. But I don't like a lot of background history Mm -hmm. because. I never liked history in school, so even if it's fake history, I don't like, like, I just, I can't vibe. And I'm the complete opposite. I love, I love history. I love learning about history, but when it comes to fantasy history, if it's too complicated, I'm not going to understand it. And I just feel like her world building, it didn't make sense. Now, here's the thing. Here's my issue. I'm not saying world building and info dumping or you can call it exposition is bad. I think it's okay. I think, I think you can, can do exposition correctly. If you do it correctly, it'll work. But if you don't do it correctly and you just keep constantly info dumping, it's not going to work and it's just going to make your readers confused and be like, I have no idea what's going on. Which was me the whole time I read for one Ash. I had no idea what was going on. Another one of my pet peeves is um, it's about a certain character. Um, Poppy asking too many dang questions. <sighs> She's kind of the worst. I feel like the only reason she, she started out very good and she just slowly fell. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, here's, here's the thing. thing. This, this has always been my issue. issue. If, if your main character is bad, which um, this may put me in the hot seat, but I don't think Poppy is a good main character. I think she started out fine. Yeah. yeah but in the second book, she kept asking the questions. questions. And I feel like the only reason she was asking those questions was just another way for Jennifer to throw out more. World yeah. building that it's you didn't need. Well, and a lot of the issues that people had with the third one was the grammatical errors were horrible. I know. And that the fact that there's a character name, Victor, V-I-K-T-E-R. And then there's using names. And then there's Victor, V-I-K-T-O-R or V-I-C-T-O-R. There's two different Victors. They're two different ways. But somebody made a TikTok that was like, her her grammatical errors are so bad that she forgot which Victor she was talking about at one point. Reusing names. I hate when people do that when they reuse names. Like, gosh, come up with a different name. Why would you use the same name like that? I don't that's what I get it. See, like, that's just asking to use the wrong name at the wrong point. That's just, in my, in my opinion, opinion, that's just straight up lazy. When I, I'm currently working slowly on a fantasy series right now and i am trying my darndest to find different names <laughs> it's i can understand it's hard but at least just like put in the well, effort at that point pull a character's name from another story who cares don't put two characters with the same name in your own story yeah, that's <laughs> spelled so different but <laughs> not very the same name um say so yes we both have from blood nash on our list again yeah. we liked the first two the third one's where it lost us. It got mm-hmm. kind of corny in the third one, too. I didn't like the direction it was going in the third one because I saw that coming from the second one. I was like, if it goes this direction, I'm not a fan. And, I and saw, it went that direction. And I was like, I saw, no. See, here's the thing. I'll, I'll never, never forget when the War of Two Queens came out and everybody, everybody book talk blew up. People were just trashing it. For some reason, I'm like, what is this commotion about? And I read the spoiler and it was the direction that I thought it was going. I said, nope, I'm done. I am out. I just don't know what it is, but if you've read the book, then you probably know what I'm talking about. So I just, yeah. I think that it could have had potential. I also think the first book well, see, that's what, uh, so it had potential because I think she ended storylines too early. Like the yeah. stuff with the Duke, you could have carried that on out. 
You, you could have made him a whole villain. villain. So stuff ended way too early for me. And so then it, because then when the first one ended, it was kind of like, oh, now what? Yeah. So <laughs> you're like, what's next? Yeah, I don't like that whole vibe. A Court of Thorns and Roses kind of did that. Yeah. Okay, Marantha. But they they covered. They yeah, recovered. They well. covered it. So okay. So we have Rumble and Nash. So on my on my list is I have not heard anybody I've heard one person say they didn't like this book. And it wasn't me. No, I'm just kidding. It was this other TikToker and they had the same points that I did. So The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by V. E. Schwab. Interesting. Why am I saying interesting? I already knew that you, that you didn't I like it. did not like it because I've not watched the movie, but I've seen the trailer. It feels like a ripoff of The Age of Adeline. There's a trailer? For The Age of Adeline. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about they're making, they're making a live action The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. I've not heard that. They might be. But there's a movie called The Age of Adeline with Blake Lively. And I've seen the trailer enough to know that. As soon as I was like reading through this book, I was like, this feels like a fan fiction of that movie. So it was weird. But I don't know. Now, I will say though, um, some authors do take inspiration from other sort forms of media. So she could have taken inspiration from Age of Adeline, but who knows? Well, at that point, I feel like you don't name your main character Addie. Yeah. That's, That's where, yeah, because yeah. Adeline, Adeline, you can easily, easily call them Addie. Addie. I, see I see where you're going. going. <laughs> yeah. Trust me. I don't think the plot is directly similar. I think mm-hmm. that it's just, like, the general consensus is similar. But it was enough for me to be like, not really. And it got corny, and yeah, I just didn't love it. I, I really didn't. And I've heard by a lot of people, the other person that I heard that didn't like this book is a big V.E. Schwab fan. Yeah, but she I did have, not like this book. Um, now I have heard from other people, and I've had Barnes and Noble employees tell me that V.E. Schwab is a good author because um, of her other books. Like she's got her The Darker Shade of Magic trilogy, if that's what it's called. She's got Gallant. She's got the Vicious and Vengeful duology, and then she's got um, she's got the This Savage Song and Our Dark Duet duology, and She's, She's got, got all, all these books, books and I have seen other, a, girl a girl that I follow on TikTok. She loves her books, and, she, and everybody's like, these these other books are so good. And so I feel like she's a good author. I've not yeah. read any of her books, and I'm really excited to read some of her books because the premises are they sound really good. So um, I don't know, yeah. Which I'm not knocking the author because I do think. You know, with the first book that we mentioned, we kind of knocked the author a little bit. But yeah. I think with this one, I'm not knocking the author. It was written well. It just felt like That's a knockoff and for. it was kind of corny. And I don't know. The other, yeah, the other TikToker that I had seen talk about it, she loves V.E. Schwab, but she did not like this book. So a lot of people, I would love like her. to give her another shot. So I might read something else. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't vibe. And a lot of people really loved that book. Yeah, the, the girl, girl that I followed that loves V.E. Schwab. She loved that book. And I was like, ooh. I was not a fan. And, like, I can see if you're a really big lover of romance books, you probably would like it. But honestly, and it might have even been the timing of me reading it because I think I was reading it in the middle of a bunch of fantasies. And so that was when I was really getting into fantasy. So maybe it was just bad timing. But I didn't love it. I still have it. Because it wasn't totally awful. I gave it a three and a half out of five, I think. Which is a pretty good score. So it wasn't totally awful. But yeah. it wasn't my favorite. Okay. So the next book that I'm going to throw out here will once again put me in the hot seat. Um, and this is something that me and, her, me and Carmen both really don't really... was. I don't want to say we didn't like it. I would just say we were kind of disappointed by it. And that is um, Crooked Kingdom by... Lee Bardugo, and it just makes me sad. Makes me really sad because here's the here's my. It's always been my biggest fear with duologies 
because the first book can be so good. Like, for example, Six of Crows was so good. And then for me, Crooked Kingdom was just kind of a letdown. It was I think that we should have let it die with Six of Crows. Because I think she tried to push another book out of it. Because Six of Crows so good yeah. and it was a huge hit Absolutely. so she tried to pick us to make a second book out of it and it just kind of flopped i know yeah i didn't really keep yeah, up with it i'm not saying, I'm not saying that, that i don't think we're saying that the book was just like terrible it was just man it was written it was wasn't written. as good as the first one it was written well see, see that's the, that's where you kind of get an issue with like sequel series and sequel series sequel series sequel books i can't talk um um when your first book is so good and the second book it can either be really good it can be almost as good as the first book or better than the first book or it can be really bad so i agree with cricket kingdom because books like that and divergent make me so nervous to read sequels and it's not even like so like catching fire is my favorite of the hunger game series oh yeah it was really good and then there's so many other books like book series that the second book is just as good but because of certain series not having good sequels i get so gun shy about sequels so i am incredibly nervous about house of root and ruin by Aaron A. Craig. Oh, yeah. Because House of Salt and Sorrows was so good. Yes. Yeah, I'm so nervous. And mm-hmm. I also haven't read It Starts With Us because I'm also very nervous. Oh, yeah. I'm technically, I don't guess it's a sequel. But. Well, so there's another example. Maybe Someday by Colleen Hoover was very good. Maybe now. Meh. It was okay. It wasn't my favorite. Isn't it? Who's the guy that played it? Is that Alexander Skarsgård? Or am I thinking of the wrong person? Bill? Bill Skarsgård? Are they related? Oh my gosh. Alex- Wait, is Alexander Skarsgård, is that the guy who played Tarzan? <laughs> are, they- are they related? Hold on. We've just gotten off another tangent. This okay. Is a new, um, revelation on my phone. Alexander... I scars garden. Okay. Definitely um, run the jeans. Wow. Um, um yes, yes, his brothers Scars guard. They're related. Brothers. They've got another brother named Walter. V-A-L-T-E-R. How old is he? Is he my age? I don't know. I'm looking to be single. Um What does he look like? Hold on. Um, for those of you listening, if you knew this, I'm so happy for you for knowing this. But if you didn't know this, are you as surprised as I am? Just I never thought about that. I never put two and two together. Wow. Running in the jeans, baby. Gars guard. Age. Tarzan and it. He's 27. <laughs> That's only three years. What does he look like? Okay. Technically two. Ew. Well. No. no. <laughs> he looks like Bill. He does. He okay. also looks like someone who should play a character in Gossip Girl. <laughs> he looks like he goes to private school. <laughs> okay. okay. Anyways, um, back freaking on. Topic. Get off that tangent. These next few, um, these kind of go hand in hand almost. They were written by the same person. Um, we mentioned Cassandra Clare. Now, the next one that I'm going to throw on here is the Dark Artifices trilogy. And you said something else. Was It, it was Chain of Gold. So here's the thing. I read Mortal Instruments. I read all of it. I started, the, I started City of Bones in sixth grade, then quit, and then finally read the whole series a couple of years ago. And I read, well, well technically I read it in order, because I read the Infernal Devices trilogy, then I read the Moral Instruments. Yeah, I didn't do that. Well, the Moral Instruments was the I first one I did that. <laughs> I did Maybe that's that. why. Um, and I started to get around to Dark Artifices. I read the first two. I read the first two Dark Artifices. Got to the third one, and kind of just 
fell out of love with Cassandra Clare, because here's my issue. Anytime I read a Cassandra Clare book, I would go into a reading slump for months, and I could never get out of it. So I don't know what it was, but I don't know. I just kind of fell out of love with Cassandra Clare books. This, that just hurts me, and I completely disagree. I love the Dark Heart of Life. That I one know. was my they were favorite. Good. The first, because I love Emma. Here's the thing. I loved the first two books. I thought they were good. I just, I don't know what it was. The third one, the third one is like the best one. Because I just kind of fell out of love with it. Everybody in it. Everybody's in I it. I know you told me that. You told me that Jace was in it. Jace, Clary, Simon, Isabel. I would have read it. I would have only read it just because of Jace. Magnus, Alec, Tessa, Jim. Everybody's in it. Will's not in it because he's. Well, yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, hundreds of years later. So, oh, ideally. Sad. I wish um, he was immortal. See, I really thought I was going to like Chain of Gold because it has Will and Tessa in it. And I was going to get to see their relationship. But I don't know. It just, it's not it. It doesn't hook me. And, and you said yourself, yourself you don't, don't periodic. You don't do well with periodic stuff because when people describe things, you can't, you can't really picture it that well. I don't do well with historical fantasy unless it's written really well. I still need to read Chain of Iron, though. I still want to continue with the series. I just didn't love Chain of Gold. I've not even read. I've not even read Chain of Gold because, again, I fell out of love with Cassandra Clare. I still have it. I still I like have her characters. I think the characters are well built. Yeah, and it's not the characters. I just don't do well with historical fantasy, and that's I didn't love the Infernal Devices. I, I just don't do well. Completely disagree with you on that. I well, loved the Infernal because Devices. I don't do well with historical fantasy. Yeah. yeah. So I can't picture it. That's, that's fair. fair. I, I read. Here's the thing. I, I loved Clockwork Angel. Angel. I loved it. Clockwork it was a Prince. Good series. I'm planning to reread it. This Clockwork year. Prince. Eh, one is good as the first one. It's kind of it kind of dragged for me a little bit. Clockwork Princess. Ooh. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Um, and in regards to Mortal Instruments, favorite. I think the only one that I like really loved and really. I love City of Bones, obviously. First book. I loved City of Glass. I don't know why. I just really loved it. Why are you? I'm just like. Be careful, because that's my nostalgia series. Um, I have a special place in my heart for the Mortal Instruments because it's like one of the first big. It is the first big series that I read, and it's the first series that I read that I was hooked on reading. When, when I, got I got older and read, read it all the way through, I loved it. It was, it was good. good. There, there were books that I loved more than others, but I liked all of it in general. And I pretty much gave all of them like five out of five, four out of five. Great. Great series. <laughs> Great time in the world. Time to be alive. Um, we won't talk about the show adaptation. <laughs> We'll discuss that in another episode. We'll be we'll talking talk about, about adaptations. We'll talk about page-to-screen adaptations. And we're going to do a compare and contrast between the movie adaptation and then the show adaptation. Anyway, yeah, we, will do, we will do an entire episode dedicated to page-to-screen adaptations. We might even do a whole episode on the Mortal Instruments. Probably um, around the time when Shadow and Bone Season 2 comes out, we'll probably do a review on that and... We'll also do like a whole page screen adaptation episode because it will take a whole episode to talk about certain things. Yeah. Anyways, Anyways, back on topic. Um, I have November 9th by Colleen Hoover. Oh no. And I'm sorry. I think your seat's getting hot, Carmen. Just <laughs> a lot of people really like this book. This is a lot of people's favorites in Colleen Hooverland. And I'm not saying I didn't like it. I just, well, yeah, I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't hate it. Just, just be honest. But it was, I don't know, it got really corny. The plot twist was kind of crazy. There is a big plot twist in it, and it did kind of throw me. But I don't know. I just, it was kind of, it felt too much like a Hallmark movie. Oh, that's a great comparison. Yeah, it had too much like I could it was predictable. I could see where we were going. I didn't like the lovey-dovey of it. It just 
I don't know. There's just a lot of reasons, but yeah, yeah some Colleen Hoover books, books can be hit or miss sometimes from what I've heard of people. Well, and also I think a big reason of why I didn't like it as much was because I've read other books by her that I absolutely devoured and absolutely loved. So I know what it could potentially have been. And so maybe that's why I don't like it as much. It could have yeah. been better. And there's proof of that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So, that's all I have on that. So the next, next one that I want to talk about, I, it, I wouldn't necessarily say it's popular now, but it was popular years ago, especially on like BookTube. When that was still, is that still a thing? Book, yes, but YouTube's not really what it was. Yeah, it's not what anyways, it was. But anyways, the ones that I'm about to mention, and I may or may not give it another try down the line, and that is The Raven Cycle, which is the Raven Boy series by Maggie Steve Otter. I remember when those books were so huge. They were insanely popular. And I have the whole series. I still have it. And, the, and I will never get rid of it because the covers are too pretty. But I read the first. I started reading the first book. And it was very slow for me. For me. It was very, very slow. The characters were great. Like, I liked all the characters. And I the way she built them up but for me it just kind of dragged and it felt like I wasn't getting anywhere now like I said I will give that series another try because I've kind of started recently having the itch to re-read to re- it and from what I've heard it's good and so and I will never part with it because the covers are too pretty you got anything else on your list? Um. I have a couple more that I'll just give brief overviews of. So hooked. Oh, oh gosh. McIntyre, I think. Yes, Weird. Emily McIntyre. In the we found it. <sighs> it gave me the ick. <laughs> several times he gave me the ick several times the fact it's a very smutty book. book I'm going to absolutely spoil something right now she basically finds out <laughs> so <laughs> she basically finds out that her and her love interest in the book which is supposed to be like Captain Hook's retelling oh no they share a half brother <gasps> Shut up! And I don't vibe. Are you, Are you serious? serious? Like, no, they're not related. They share a brother, different parents. They share a half brother. So he has a half brother. She has a half brother. The same person. If but y'all could say see my face right now, together, and I was like, <gasps> I don't vibe. I don't like it. Please, Please tell me you're lying. lying. I don't like it. Oh. I don't like it. Guys, my jaw is on the floor. So I think that's that's almost as bad as her and the half-brother shared a dad. That's That's not any better. And then him and the half-brother shared a mom. That's not any better. Don't relate at all. But the fact that they share a half-brother, unless I read that incorrectly, but I'm pretty positive that's what happened. And I went, I remember reading it going, no, don't like it. (laughs) No wonder you told me not, not to read it. it. I did not. Um, I knew that I knew she, she said, said it was a very smutty book, book and she said you're not gonna like, like you said because I said I don't want to read it because it's Peter Pan. It was a lot. Then she said you're not gonna want to read it. It's got a lot of smut in it. Never mind. That is another reason why I didn't like it, because there was just a lot and it was very heavy and I um also, this one's kind of just a quick mention, and it's not even really, I don't guess, I don't guess I technically could include it on this list, but the Outlander series, because I like the first book, but I have yet to ever be able to finish the second one. Oh, uh, okay. I yeah. didn't, I couldn't do it. And I've heard that it gets better, so maybe it will. That's maybe I'll try to push me. through. But I just, it got really dull. And I'll probably try to push through, which is why I said I don't know if it necessarily belongs on the list because I like the first one. So we'll just see. But well, that's I mean, all we liked. Well, I mean, we liked the first. We, we liked Six Crows and then Lincoln Kingdom. So technically, you could count it as the list. 
Well, the second one, yes. I think it's Dragonfly and the Amber, maybe, is the name of the second one? I don't know. Anyways, the second book in the Outlander series, I didn't vibe. All so, right. That's all that's on my list. So that's all that's on my list. Did I? Yep. Yep. Okay. So now Hallie and I are going to play our game. So we are playing a game, and it's just no fancy name. Just build your ideal team. So this is the team that you would go into battle with. If you were about to fight the big bad, you were told one day, hey, you're our savior. You're the only one that can help us defeat this villain. I wish I need I was you to told put that. together a team of your favorite fictional characters. I wish I was, I was told that. that. So Hallie and I, we took turns going every other, and we've made a list of ten fictional characters, and we will each have to pick five. So to give you the full list, we have Katniss Everdeen. Aelin Galathinius, Arya Stark, Percy Jackson, Harry Potter, Harry freaking Potter, Stark in reference, Kaz Brecker, <laughs> Mare Barrow, Resend, Emma Carstairs, and Jameson Hawthorne. Um, also, jumping back to Harry Potter, if any of you understood that reference, please comment. I need to find my crew. Terry freaking Potter. Big thoughts. I love Starkhead. Yep. So, yes. So that is our ten. So we each have to pick five. Do you have your five? I have my five. I have my five. Okay. Hallie, you have been told that you are the only one that can defeat this villain. We need you. To defeat this villain, you are the main character. I wish. You have to put together a team of five other fictional characters that can go into battle with you. Who are they? Do you have a pen so I can, like, check off people? Whoops. Whoa. All right. Okay. Okay. So the first one, starting right off the bat, we're going to put in the Queen of Terrison, Aelin Galathinius. The reason why I picked her is because she's one of my favorite characters, and she would murder. She would murder if I tell her to murder in seconds. She just looked at them. She's also a trained assassin. Exactly. She would literally look at them, make eye contact, and they would know. Oh, they're already they're already dead. And she's. I would want her on my team. I would not want her as an enemy. You're dead. Um, the next, next person, person on my list is Percy freaking Jackson, because, number one, he is the son of the god of the ocean, Poseidon, a very powerful god. Doesn't he have a trident? Yes. Well, I haven't read the last book. Percy Jackson has a pen that turns into a sword. I know it's not in the book, but it's so funny in the movie. This is a pen. He... Is a, is a child, child of Poseidon, one, one of the, the big three gods, gods Zeus, Hades, Hades, and Poseidon. The Greek mythology. This is, you know, the Greek mythology kid. kid knows everything. Very, very, very powerful. Very, very, very funny. funny. So, he is very funny. Also, also he, he would, he would serve as a great, powerful ally, as well as some comic relief. relief so. The, the next one is going to be Kaz Brecker, because he would be the one that makes all the plans. But would Aelin follow those plans? plans? Absolutely, Absolutely not. Um, um, he'd be... Oh my gosh. The interaction between him and Aelin would be really <laughs> funny. It would be the... the um, what's the TikTok? Make the plan. Execute the plan. Expect the plan to go off rails. You do to Aelin. And then you would just throw away the plan. Um, what is that from? Oh, that's from Harry Potter. Wait. Make the plan. We execute the plan. All hell breaks loose. There's like a there's a line from the book, the movies where he's telling her oh, he's yeah, telling yeah, her mind well, that. Sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. This is what happens when you're around me. Random Harry Potter references uh, surface. But yeah, he would, he would be, be the very tactical person. person. He would make, make all, all the decisions, decisions and just make, make the plans. plans. And I'm and sure Aelin sure and Percy would not follow them. them but anyways, anyways, he's pretty, pretty like. like He's got a cane. He can whack people with him. 
I was literally thinking that. I was like, oh, <laughs> whack-a-mole. What is that? Whack-a-mole. <laughs> There's a line. There's a reference coming to my head. I'm going to whip him with a car antenna. What is that from? Oh, my gosh. That's on the tip of my head. That's not friends. Yes, it is. Uh, Rachel says it. I'm going to whip him with a car antenna. Sorry. Continue. Anyways. Um, <laughs> this is what happens. <laughs> next, next one, one is going to be recent. recent. Mm-hmm. Our High Lord of the Night, Night Court, Court. Also, also very, very, very powerful, powerful from what we have seen. seen. I think it's a scene, I think there's like a scene in like, I think it's in A Court of Wings of Merlin, where he literally throws like a power of like a wave of obsidian and just evaporates a bunch of people. And I'm like, you know who else could do that? Darn you want my team too. Feyre. But we wouldn't know that, would we? <laughs> Continue. We continue. <laughs> I can't get on this tangent right now. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about it in our Spare Gym another episode. episode. Um, but, yeah, but yeah, definitely want Reason on my team. team. I mean, hello. Yeah. Is that is that four? That's, That's four. four. Reason Valen on Unomas Power Power Duo. My gosh. Unomas. Also, Reason's the love of my life. So, anyways, and then finally. We're, We're going to do Jameson Hawthorne, Hawthorne. someone who has no powers, powers like Gaz, but he is, he is very smart. He would be my person that if there is a riddle to solve or a puzzle, he's, he's my man. man. He's, he's going to solve it. Looking, looking incredibly sexy while man. doing it. <laughs> no, he's not going to solve that riddle. Who? Favorite. Because she can't read. <laughs> that's, that's why she's, she's not on my team, team because we would waste too much, too much time recent would waste too much time teaching her how to read <laughs> she's illiterate <laughs> she can't read bless it well, well, again, again we're not going to talk about that right now we're not going to talk about we don't talk about no 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 Anyways, but yeah, but yeah my team would be Aylin, Percy, Gaz, recent and Jameson Hawthorne so, so. That's, <laughs> that's my team. team. Carmen, who's, who's your, your team? team? All right, folks. So you have, have been tasked. tasked. You, you are the chosen, chosen one. You, you must save the world from the evil that is coming. coming. Who, who is, is your ideal, ideal team? So I have a mixture. People with powers and people without. So, number one on my list. Katniss Everdeen, the girl on fire, 100%. She's going in there. She's making a grand entrance. She sassens the people along the way with her sarcasm. She is lighting them on fire with a flame arrow, possibly the ones that explode, because Katniss has multiple arrows like Hawkeye. So keep that in mind. So she's going to go in there and take everybody out from the aerial views. She's just going to whip them all out before they even get to the battleground. Right? Aileen Galathinius because same reasons as you she's taking them all out she also has battle experience so she knows how to fight yes, yes that's also my reasoning with Katniss she has survived mm-hmm. not one not two but three Hunger Games because technically Mockingjay kind of has its own Hunger Games so she survived three different battles so let's put it that way. She's experienced. Okay. Then I have another battle experienced person who has a lot of fight training and who is not afraid of death. Arya Stark. Yes. What do we say when we see death? Not today. That is a line from Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, so Arya Stark is going in there. She's killing everybody with Natal. You know, she's taking them all out. She, if she can take out the White Walkers, if she can take out the King of the White Walkers, who, the Night King, which isn't in the books, it's in the movie, or in the show. If we're going by books, she hasn't taken out the Night King. I hope that that doesn't change. But if she can do that, then by golly, she can take down some people in a war. So, then we have Resand, because same. He's got that. You know, dynamic power. He's going to do it all in a suit. <laughs> he's going to do it all in a three-piece he's suit. He's going to look good while doing it. I really want that interaction between him and Aelin. Oh. The, 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 the amount, amount of sassiness that well, would happen. So here's the thing. So we have Cussing Sass Queen Katniss. 
we have another sass queen, Aelin. Arya's pretty sassy. I'm going to cap it off with another sass queen, Emma Carstairs, who is the female uh, Jace Oh, yes. She is female Jace Oh, yes. So she has a lot of battle experience, again. And she's going to go in there and kick some butt and the dynamic. But also, I've just thought about this. I've made this list, and poor Recent is the only man on my team. <laughs> Surrounded by a lot of estrogen. Um, yeah. That's, that's, that's a pretty, pretty, pretty solid list. We're winning the battle. I mean, we've got people from above. We've got people from below. Yeah. yeah no. See, here's, See, here's the thing. Great. I've, I've got, got two of the most, the most powerful, powerful fae to exist. To exist. I've, I've got, got the son of a literal god. god. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've got. Well, I have this, the daughter of, of a mind worker. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and then I've got, I've got somebody who's, who's not afraid, afraid who's literally, literally called Dirty, dirty Hands. hands. Mm-hmm. And, and isn't he also called the Bastard, bastard of the Barrel? Yes. Listen, Arya. <laughs> bad name. Arya worked with the man with no face and killed lots of people. And then, and then I've got, got Jameson. Jameson. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't have any power, powers, but Incredibly smart. So, so I'd say, say we're pretty, pretty much set. set. To save, save the world. world. That was fun. 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 We kind of do that again. So, <laughs> the two people that didn't get picked were Mary Barrow. Sad day. I love her. She's got great powers, but she doesn't have a lot of fighting experience. Yeah. yeah. So. I don't think she would do well. And also, Harry Potter only knows three spells, so he's not getting <laughs> I mean, I've got the, I mean, I've got this um, Harry, Harry Potter spell book if he wants to borrow it. I mean, what's he going to do? Expel the swords from the people's hands, and that's about where his knowledge lives. He can Lumos, so if the battlefield's dark, he can light the way. Well, so she's got freaking fire. See, once again, useless. He wouldn't have survived the first book without like, Hermione. So at that point, I'll take Hermione instead. Harry and Ron wouldn't have survived both of them. They both would have died when they went down to the dang basement of Hogwarts. I don't know where they were. When they went through the the vault. The have, you seen the, have you seen those TikToks of that person like conducting a safety test on like, Hogwarts? They died in the vines. Yeah, it's pretty funny. He was talking about the, uh, why is there no wheelchair ramp access? It's all stairs. <laughs> That was pretty funny. I, I think those are funny. But, yeah. oh, poor Harry. He also, there's many reasons. I know they said he would have fit in any house, but he really wouldn't have. He wouldn't have lasted a day in Ravenclaw. That poor boy. <laughs> He's not very bright. He wouldn't have made it. He wouldn't have made it. He literally looked at a package that is wrapped to form of a broom and opens it and goes, it's a broom. No, Harry. Really? I thought it was a soccer ball. Like, but... <laughs> Here, Lord. Give me strength. Not to strangle this boy. Well, and then they tell him in the second one, I want you to speak very clearly, Diagon Alley. And he goes, Diagonally! <laughs> Does that sound like you're speaking clearly, Harry? No. no. Gosh. Anyways, that's another tangent. Oh, we should have a Harry Potter episode. We should. Bring on a bunch of people from MuggleNet. I'm sure they would love to come on, give opinions that we give every day in the group chats. So that's fun. Yep. So, anyways, that was today's episode. So we hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, got off on a lot of tangents. We told you in the first episode. We warned you, this is going to happen. We get on book tangents. We'll try and keep them contained the best we can. But there is no promises. And here's the thing. We have outlines. We have like little notes, segments on what we're supposed to talk about. And we still. I need to write between every bullet point. Do not get off topic. Do not get off topic. Write that in my manifesting journal. Do not get off topic. Do not get off topic. But yes. So that was today's episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. We definitely had fun talking about books that we don't like. Yes. And building our ideal team. 
Yes. And, and we, we may, if we do read other popular books and we wind up not liking them, we may bring them up. We may do another episode like this. Yes. Because there is some books that I'm sure that we haven't thought of even. And also, if you guys read popular books that you guys did not like, let us know. Yes. Let us know below. And, you know, let us know if you disagree with us, too, because, you know, open this I'm sure they're valid points. And I'm sure there's points that we agree. Like, okay, yes, that was done really well. So, yeah, let us know your thoughts in the comments. Um, if you're listening on podcast platform, um, obviously, wherever you're listening from, we're available on. But, you know, be sure to write us five stars and give us a follow because that'll help us be suggested to other people who like to le- learn about books. Um, and then if you don't already go ahead and follow us on Instagram and TikTok. It is at family fiction podcast, no spaces, no special characters. Um, again, we do post clips from the video footage on there as well as some TikToks. Hallie and I are going to make some TikToks after this, but um, yeah, give us a follow on those. Our personal socials are tagged in the um, description. So go ahead and follow those. Um, if you don't already, Hallie has a book talk where she talks about manga and anime. And I saw where she's getting back to some of her fan fiction. Yeah. yeah. So, so we'll, we'll talk about this in an episode, in an episode, but I do write fan fiction. <laughs> she writes manga fan fiction. Yes, exactly. So, um, so yeah, she's getting back to that. And then I have a book talk and a bookstagram. So they're all linked in the description. Yes. I gotta work on I gotta work on one of my stories tonight. So so yeah. Be sure to follow us on those and we will see you guys next week. Um much like last week's episode, we do not know what we're gonna talk about next week. <laughs> so discuss after. But yeah. Um thank you guys for listening. Bye. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.